time for your favorite cast of the podding variety, Readcast. As always, we are here to discuss the past week, what's coming up, test some theories, and banter like a couple of space pundits. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and of course I'm joined by my ever-monotone co-host, Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov. Hello, everyone. I like that monotone. That's, that's kind of... <laughs> So anyway, store your Pisces, pack up your Ursas, and let's take off. Check off what have you been up to in the first this week? Well, uh, honestly, not too much, but uh, I'm sure we have some news to cover. I'm sure it's something. I'll remember something as the podcast goes <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've been kind of quiet this week as well. I, I, work's just been a little crazy, so... I haven't been doing much. I do have a nice gin and tonic in hand. Well, that always helps to bring back memories. It's absolutely necessary. Um, tonight, I am not jumping into the verse uh, because immediately following us recording this, I'm going to go watch the presidential debates. Yeah, um, likewise. Yeah, I mean, so interestingly enough, why don't we start with that? Uh, as we talk about what's going on in the verse, um, just posted before we recorded this, I haven't even had a chance to read it, but we actually have a post about the Imperator candidates going through their final debate, and it's posted like a transcript. Um, so you know, it's like they it's like they timed it for some odd reason. Who knows why? That was just posted a few minutes ago. So should be interesting content if you um, want to get into the lore of what the different uh, Imperators are all about. Good post to check out on. Um, RSI's website. Yeah, I'm always love that stuff. Definitely check it out. You know, I haven't been as good at keeping up with that, considering how much I like the lore. But you know what? I, I'll probably just go back and and go through all the content. The one thing I did see just really quickly is um, somebody immediately commenting on um, Synth World. Have you heard of this concept, Chekhov? We talked about it, I think, a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, but the, remind me again. Oh, so in lore, there's this giant um, world that's completely built by humans. That that's been a, a, like it's sort of like a dead project that's slowly being built, and it's sort of sucked a lot of money from the UEE. And so some candidates are all about let's divert those funds to something better. And I believe there's one candidate in the running for Imperator that's that's all about synth world and wants to finish it. I'm not sure anything else of significance around it, except that I'm sure we'll see it in the verse at some point. And it'll probably be a topic of ongoing debate. Um, more excitingly, however, the ship showdown has indeed completed. Last week, we saw the Carrick torpedo the Eclipse, <laughs> and then it was followed by the Cutlass Black failing to prevail against the Valkyrie. Uh, and then last but not least, there was an Anvil show off, uh, showdown between the Carrick and the Valkyrie. And, of course, my favorite ship, the Carrick, of came course, out on top. As predicted. <laughs> as we all predicted and talked about. Yep. Yep. Um, in the end, the Carrick ended up receiving uh, 10,710 votes to uh, Pithy, 3,494 um, so if you if you if you were paying attention, let's recap the final four for you. It was 
the Carrick, the Eclipse, the Cutlass Black, and the Valkyrie. So the owners of those ships will receive a Best in Show skin. So that'll be either close to or shortly thereafter the International Aerospace Expo. And I have heard rumblings on the leaks forums that the skins will be better this year. So that's great. Very cool. And then everyone, so those are the people who own those ships. And I believe if you buy it before that date, you'll be able to get that skin. And I also believe you can buy that ship for sale at that time with that skin. Um, But everybody in the game... I believe is going to be getting a limited edition helmet inspired by the Carrick. Um, so that seems uh, nice. really exciting. Did you get a sneak peek at that or not yet? No, they haven't showed it yet. I'm really curious how it's going to look, but it might look pretty cool in my opinion. Um, so any surprises for you check off with that, with that result? I mean, no. we, we knew the Carrick, but did you, did you think it was going to end up being that final four? No, no. Well, I was hoping Avenger would make it in because to me, I mean, uh, for the buck, it's definitely a great ship. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're talking about a ship overall, regardless of what it costs. Of Obviously, Carrick is a hands-down winner. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, the final four was no surprise. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year as they introduce new ships because it feels like people favor new ships. But if you actually look at the top four, the only new ship in that lineup is the Carrick. And then even throughout, I mean, most of the ships had already been in the game. So Mercury Star Runner is a huge fan favorite. I can only imagine when the Banu Mer- Merchantman makes it into the game. I feel like people are going to favor whoever's like the newest kid on the block. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. Well, look, a Cutlass Black is always in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, everybody loves the Cuddy, you know? I'm surprised that Aurora doesn't do as well, even though it's the most popular ship in terms of the number of um, people who have that ship. Because anybody that started this game with Aurora just want to forget that experience. Because so, I was so <laughs> tired of running boxes and not able to do anything else. And wait, the strut it, space brick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it took, and it took like two weeks to figure out that you could actually put a box inside. And then go figure out how to get out of a hangar. But, you know, that's a story for a whole. We should probably do an episode on, like, you know, your first steps in the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm excited to cover is the the IAE. Um, Because maybe we could do, like, a little commentary on uh, the different, uh, you know, days. Yeah, that would be cool. So that should be interesting. Um. Yeah, so then uh, we had last week Inside Star Citizen. So um, with that episode, we were treated to uh, a little bit more extensive look at um, cargo decks. Um, So, you know, we got to see future possibilities as well. I mean, they made it pretty clear. Don't expect much in terms of the gameplay potential right now. Um, They didn't actually say that, but... um, are there yeah. any any gameplay at all, or is it just visual? I think it's all about like the terminal and stuff like that, but that's about it. Oh, so kind of be able to land, sort of walk around, and sort of get a, a taste of a, a prototype of what's to come. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so then um, we also got a patch report highlighting all the known features of 3.11. So those include as as what we've seen. So we haven't we didn't get any new groundbreaking features revealed to us at any point. Um, it's pretty pretty standard what we expect. 
the Planet Tech Textures, uh, the 100 series. They talked about the Mercury Star Runner, even though that's not even coming in 3.11.0, but a 3.11.x patch. Uh, we saw the menu updates that we saw last the other week. Uh, the shotgun, the grenade launcher, throw V2, uh, the inventory system building blocks, and um, inertial forces and knockdowns. Uh, anyway, so... You know, what do you think about the features so far? I mean, we've talked about this ad hom- hominem. Did you have it have a chance to actually look at the episode? No, this week, like I said, this week was bad for me. No yeah, watching, no playing. Blackout so, mode. Yeah, it was kind of a blackout mode. But one thing I was, you know, while I was waiting for you to get on, since I am in the verse, I was sort of window shopping at a gun shop, and I'm just kind of sort of thinking, sort of looking forward and ahead, like, you know, we have these amazing rifles, you know, sniper yeah. rifles, ballistic rifles. They're like, you know, energy versus, you know, these, you know, big high millimeter velocity rifles. Like, I could see some additional gameplay around that, but nobody really talks about it. And this should be like beyond just PvP. This should be like, you know, these kind of rifles. You can go against some vehicles and even potentially to shoot down some smaller ships, right? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you really think about it, right, I feel like they uncovered a need to... We don't have enough instances right now in our game to be able to create spontaneous PvP. And so that's what ultimately drove them to start building theaters of war, right? And what they're trying to do, and I think the reason why it's so delayed right now Mm -hmm. is because... They want it to literally be, I just said literally, I feel like a, (laughs) you know, teen girl. Um, They want it to be a perfect environment to sandbox. So they want to remove as much desync and networking problems as possible so that it's a smooth combat experience. So that that becomes the actual sandbox by which they test weapons out against people to make balanced loadouts. So that long term, they're getting... A lot of I, I could imagine them cycling weapons sets through to see how um, overpowered they are or underpowered they are, and eventually yeah. creating a, a true sandbox so that they can tweak the weapons. Because right now, there's not really an you know the the versus strangely enough too big to get that data. So where they'd normally have to take rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds of combat and game. They can simulate that across, you know, these different missions in, you know, a, an arena commander um, star marine hybrid. Right, right. Uh, which yeah, is cool. Definitely, right. The the whole desync issue will never work with these, uh, especially with PvP combat stuff. Yeah, yeah you got to really get that straightened out. Otherwise, uh, that just. I mean, you could deal with like desyncs when you're mining and all that. Because, I mean, you know, big deal. You know, your laser is pointing somewhere in the sky, you know, like it was in 3.8, 3.9, you know. You're mining mm-hmm. a rock, and, uh, you know, at least now the laser somewhat points on a rock, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's been pretty – it's been okay. Like, the desync's been reduced, but when combat happens, it just starts to get chaotic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it was cool. You should definitely check out the video, uh, Chekhov, um, because – First of all, they showed that, you know, those exterior cargo 
sections. They made them so that smaller ships could fly around through them, which looks really cool. Mm. Um, I also thought they paid particularly close attention to, and they even talked about it, but it sounded great was the sound design, you know? So there's like, they've showed, I mean, at this point we'll probably have PTU, you know, who knows? It could be this time tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, but it'll be like, a shipment on <laughs> and it, it just adds to the realism. It, it creates a, a, a vibe that I think is exciting. And then once you pair that with the place to get all your shipping needs and the place to get all your shipping missions, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be great. In addition to, uh, I think the one thing that I hope they do that they never actually talk about in the cards, because it's all just tweaks, is I hope this means we're going to get a little bit more robust shipping options for like maxing out our cargo and going, going from point to point. Mm-hmm. Um, since they have this whole, you know, setup done, it would be interesting to at least make it incentivize that we can actually ship, right. you know, and maybe they don't need to make it like it was on Ariel going from Ariel to, you know, either, um, Loreville or Microtech where you're making 90k a run but you know that's also high risk high risk. I can see them upping that again because now the green zones are going to be changed mm-hmm. so I thought the uh, the cargo deck were limited to space stations or they're not they are they are, they are but but that that must mean that we're going to be able to transport things to the space stations and sell them there right 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 Right, because it would be kind of right lame now. if they launched that and then did you, you know, it wasn't a port to trade at. Yeah, so be right. PO is probably the only one that really accepts, and, and not favorably, but at least you could sell there, yeah. because really, the most favorably you trade on the planets themselves. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully they'll change that because in theory, you know, the stations will feed the planets, and so the stations drive that and right right exactly you should be able to trade on the station and then in other words whoever needs the resource which your planet you know makes the trade on the it's, it's sort of like a wall wall street of the of the universe right you know that's where your exactly. markets are exactly right? yeah the planet i feel like will be like the job well and some of the more like macro yeah economic trends but that actually won't be wall she'll be more like chicago commodity exchange right there you go (laughs) um so that was cool i'm i mean i'm excited for 311 even though it doesn't look like there's a lot coming because i feel like something will improve and it might be just quality of life but everything helps in my mind um yeah so 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 wait so what if we look ahead a little bit so 311 uh where do we get to 4 What's the we don't know. Road we ahead? don't know. Oh, we so don't know yet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so what they had said was we won't get 4.0 until we get a new system. Now, they may amend that and say we won't get 4.0 until we get jump points, because mm-hmm. for some reason, and people seem to be speculating that despite the fact that Stanton won't be finished until. Um, as they have said completely, and it won't even, I mean, it won't even be completely done by this time, but I think the sort of quote unquote bare bones completion of Stanton won't even be until the second quarter of next year. 
given yeah. how far they are with pyro you know just based on what they've shown us so far it seems unlikely that pyro will be launched after that so, yeah there's always that you know the unknown squadron you know how yeah. much of research i mean they're 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 raising a ton of money you know mm-hmm. i would imagine they're employing more and more developers so mm-hmm. based on the just kind they of always have open jobs right right but to like but two plus two does not equal to four to me it's like you have all these mm. resources but i can't really see them all you know put into the pu right now so again, yeah, because the we're, we're not the seeing world. the fruits right, right? They, right. they've we're gone quiet seeing. on squadron 42 they've been focused on they've been communicating to us i feel at almost bare minimum and I, i'm not trying to overly critique i just think it's been kind of quiet some of the contents the content's always iffy, iffy right it's you know back years you know a couple of years ago check off there wasn't there was um around the verse which was inside star citizen essentially it was hosted by chris roberts and his wife sandy gardner who's the head of marketing now um and they had 45 minute shows wow they had 30 minute shows 20 minute shows the most we get now it's like oh my goodness it's 12 minutes mm-hmm. now the reason that they they scaled that back supposedly supposedly is that um it was getting taxing on the devs so we we all were like okay yeah we get it i mean we we loved the show it was great and um you know there were parts of it where it was a little bit of a snooze fest but you never had a whole episode that was a snooze fest which is what happens now where you're like that episode was lame (laughs) um so having that kind of history and then after um, around the verse would be um, reverse the verse, which was sort of like calling all devs. Mm-hmm. And it would be sort of like the dev point of view of everything. So that I, I can see how that was getting to be too much. What we're not getting enough of right now is sort of how is this really balancing out, right? We're all sitting here hoping, praying that this means that they're really dropping a lot in favor of Squadron 42. And to me, my guess, my hunch is they're focused a lot on Squadron 42 from the development standpoint. They're trying to improve quality of life and do back-end systems here with incremental change until they can improve some of the back-end systems. And then I feel like it's just going to start to exponentially start to release content. Yeah, I feel no, like they I... have so much waiting on so much. I, I am okay with waiting as long as there's a pleasant surprise at the end, you know? 100%. Here's the Squadron 42 ahead of time. You know, it's really something like surprises pleasantly. And my, uh, you know. I mean, my hope and dream at this point is Squadron 42 launches next year's CitizenCon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so October next year. That would be the dream. Yeah, that would be um, cool. Plus, you know, and and again, it's all good because uh, a lot of the stuff they're working on in 42 actually going to get transferred to PU. So 100%. You know, not, none of us are really... Yeah, it's like not wasted just, dev time. Exactly. People are not as close to this. Uh, they always criticize, oh, you know, what, what are you guys putting up with this, this, that, the other? You know, they're working, using your money to develop another game. But it's not really another game. 
It's it's really the yeah. same. It's a hyper related game because also because I mean you even look Theaters of War and um, Star Marine when they launched though like when they launched Theaters of War and the same thing with Star Marine maybe the map cuts you off at some point but the actual planet that you're playing the map on that's real that's a fully fleshed out planet and maybe doesn't have anything besides you know some geometry around the area but that's literally there's that one i forgot what that's called i think it's calling all doctors or something like that some medical facility it's on one of the lear planets i don't remember if it's lear one or two but let's just say for argument's sake it's lear one lear one's there it exists yeah. It's been modeled. They can populate it very quickly. All they need is the technology to do that. And then with Squadron 42, we'll be getting the Odin system at the very least. So, I mean, that's a, a fully fleshed out system that they have, you know, that they've been working towards for Squadron 42 that they could probably very easily launch for the PU. Um, they they wouldn't want to do that until obviously Squadron Forty Two comes out because I'm sure there's some visual spoilers. You know, if there's a ruined station or something like that. But you know, those things can contribute to the overall game. Um, we just we just sort of are waiting to hear something. And and the sad part is what happens is it causes our expectations to be very high. So the content drought. Um, because they've been sticking to the patch at hand. They haven't been going that far in advance. They've been doing it a little bit here and there. But like, because of that, you sit there and you're like, okay, so we're not getting CitizenCon October 10th like we were expecting. But whatever takes that place, I bet you it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And then if it's not, we're like, that wasn't amazing. What? Yeah. And, you know, it, it sort of like, it puts a lot on their shoulders and then they're all stressed out. And then it becomes this whole thing where they have to create these big showy events because that's how they've made their money. And, you know, I think it's, it's great, but at some point, you know, what we really want to see is the, the new roadmap, <laughs> you exactly, know, just show yeah. us the new roadmap. If you launched the new roadmap, that'd be an event in my mind. Right. Right. Um, it's an event because we're in alpha and the there's you know the, what the, really everybody's asking for is for transparency and a look mm -hmm. ahead because that's really the key in being well, an alpha. At least you're rewarded with that. Yeah, and they've been burying they've been burying these narrative nuggets forever now, where it's like we've got sort of we've got the Imperator thing going on that started as of last year's CitizenCon. Then we have the whole. Um, that whole Xeno um, watch thing that they've been teasing and teasing and teasing. And so it's like, mm -hmm. will someone just blow up Port Olisar or whatever, whatever it is that you're going to do, right? Like if you blew up Port Olisar and replaced it for us and it looked amazing, then we'd be like, okay, you guys have been messing with us. And we'd be like, why aren't you telling us anything? Come on. But that, I, I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I know. Well, listen. If they're just going to blow up PO, I'll be really upset without replacing it. Oh, they would never do that. I yeah, they better replace it. Cause... But anyway. Um, All right, so as a time check, I think we got to get to our questions. Well, I wanted to talk very quickly about calling all devs. Okay. Um, we already talked about 311 being you know, just 
just about ready to go. So calling all devs, they talked about ships. Um, and first thing John Crew talked about was uh, ships and ship tech uh, and talked about docking. So they see docking as three different types of docking. There's the hard docking, which is what you see with the Merlin and Connie. That's the only one that I know of so far. That require that'll require the pilot to actually request docking from whoever is the pilot of the Connie or whoever is the comms person of the Connie. That has to be approved, and then they'll get a special UI for actually docking the Merlin to the Connie. And for the most part, it'll be a manual process until the very very end, and then it'll do like a quick automation to make sure it's actually synced, you know, absolutely right, so that you know pilots don't glitch through. Uh, the Connie's geometry. That sounds very close, actually. And we did see a prototype of, you know, not too long ago of that experience. But John Crew made that seem sort of almost like docking demonstration. And then there's ship to ship, do- uh, ships to ship to station docking, um, which we saw a working prototype of. And he said that they've been working with a prototype. It might be the same, might be different. Who knows? Um, and what but, are no, but no ETAs on that, right? No ETAs on any of them. Uh, but similarly, you know, ships request docking, the docking port extends, you know, it connects. Um, he did say that it was important for ships coming soon. I'm I'm guessing for Squadron, but who knows? Well, um, I mean, I would kind of assume that's what those docking ports were. But... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they showed Squadron ships. And then finally, ship-to-ship docking, which they painted as a nice-to-have. Okay. Well, then we won't see it for a while. But what's interesting is, remember, and I don't know, like, I have a pretty good memory of, like, when things drop off the roadmap. Remember, they started changing docking because they were like, oh, we're going to switch up docking because we want to just put all docking together. And then they're like, now it sounds like they broke it apart and that it might actually come in stages. (laughs) Who knows? Well, but I think that's uh, kind of weird. Yeah, um, I guess from functionality standpoint, you know, just just docking, uh, then you have to ask yourself, okay, so what what is the true purpose of being able to dock? And is ship to ship docking more important than ship to terminal? So because that yeah. that's not like the gameplay itself. It's usually yeah. like building blocks, right, of something. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and you know, the the other thing is too, it's like I feel like they can easily more easily enforce ship to station docking because it'll be on the same plane. But the complexity of the ship to ship docking is unless they rework some of the docking collars, you know, the Connie has a docking collar on the top of its ship. Well, the Carrick has it on the side. So now you're moving from one physics grid to another in between another physics grid versus, you know, a ship pulls up next to the station and they're aligned in the same plane of essentially the same plane of physics, right? Like the, and I'm not describing this right because I'm not a physicist, but you know, the orientation that the station is in is the same orientation that the ship is in. Yeah. That's the same orientation that the gravity is in. Less complex. Exactly. My, in my layman's view on it, you know, until we fix us, half of the time glitching through our walls and elevators and everything else, you know, mm. until that's functioning, there's no point of, yeah. I agree Could with you imagine the bugs? Rest, right? <laughs> Could you imagine the yeah. bugs? Between You'll just the fall ships. Yeah. Through, through the hole 
and through the geometry of the next ship, you know? Yeah, you just, no, you just get cut in half. Half of you is on one ship, the other half of the others, they take off in two different directions. That'd be pretty exactly. cool, actually. Exactly. Um, so then they also talked about, um, in a separate part, he talked about parasites, parasite ship spawning, which they talked about a few times earlier in the year. He said that um, it's still in the plans, didn't really give us any sense of when it come out. Um, he also was asked about physicalized damage. So physicalized damage, armor, armor penetration, uh, which also reminds me of what Chris Roberts talked about a few weeks ago. That groundwork seems to be happening now. So to me, that's kind of exciting. Um, and you know, because we've been seeing those hints at it with the fire tech and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, he also talked about sign distance fields, which in addition to being used for atmospheric entries, it's also going to be used for a new shield bubble and shield, uh, mm -hmm. VFX and as being, well being tossed around inside the ship. If you're not buckled down and all that, right. I guess that's part of the same. I'm not sure how much it is part of, I mean, I'm sure it plays a part um, because, you know, at the end, it's also going to play a part. And if you lose a part of the ship, it's going to change the dynamics of how your ship moves through space and atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I think it's essentially around a lot of it's around like particle effects around the ship as well as sort of forces against the ship, which then in, in part would change how your character behaves within the ship. Um, they talked about HUD reworks because, you know, they converted all the HUDs to building blocks and all the MFDs to building blocks, but now they're going to start to actually put different manufacturer HUDs and MFDs in. And it sounded like they're going to start with Aegis. I have a funny feeling that'll be sooner rather than later. Probably not 311, but maybe 312. I like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, anything to create more character within a ship I think will be interesting. Um, and then last, but not, well, not last, but not least, actually, they also talked about the whole sea. So the first thing that they talked about was originally, and we've heard this before. It's like the reason for the delay with the whole sea is collapsible physics grids, right? Because the, you know, the, the whole sea is a small ship initially or a much smaller ship. And then it opens mm -hmm. up and the, the arms extend and you put the cargo on top. So that was what was originally happening. That's fine now. They don't have any problem with that now. Um, what they are uh, sort of um, blocked by is both a standard way of doing um, expandable rooms. So the room system actually allowing for expansion and, um, you know, uh, why can't I think of the opposite of expansion? Decreasing. Contraction. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Contraction. It's like my brain doesn't work all of a sudden. <laughs> and I'm not even that liquored up, so it's not that. <laughs> Sometimes that could be it, but it's not this time. Um, so the expanding room system, but also, again, and they've talked about this, a dependency on cargo functionality and having different cargo box sizes because mm -hmm. you don't want all size ones on that because it will cause – it'll be worse than a rock breaking up five five little – um, had night rocks at once, which causes it feels like almost a server crash when you're nearby that. Yeah. Um, sure. So once that's done and docking is in the game, we'll see the whole C. But from what I understand, the whole C is pretty much done, look and feel wise. 
It's just waiting on those dependencies. Um, and now, last but not least, we were treated to a look of the reconcepted Redeemer. Now, it's not in production. He said it wasn't in production. But we got a look at the new concept. And it didn't look that different. I think it was a little sleeker. To me, it looked a little better. So I, I've, I've seen rumblings of complaints. Um, they mentioned that it could have potentially shifted from Aegis. They kept it with Aegis. So it's an Aegis ship. I think they tried to make it look work more within the Aegis style guide without having to be, you know, a complete Aegis clone. I bet the inside will look a little bit more Aegis than the outside. Um, but yeah, so that looks pretty cool. Take a look. You know, that's that was essentially calling all depths. Um, yeah, I, I got a lot of catching up to do. Awesome. So I don't have anything for science because I literally did the exact same thing I did last week. And I will be honest, it took me a little longer this time. So I'm almost like, ooh, my hypothesis might mm-hmm. not be as good. And for those who don't remember, it was the rock right. uh, mining from OM1 on Microtech going yeah. down to the ground. We're, we're going to um, have to definitely make it an effort to make it up this week with something interesting. Uh, yeah, well, let's pre-plan that, huh? <laughs> let's yeah. figure it out in advance. Yeah. But check off. do you have a bug of the week? Well, mm, no, I have to say no, the same, for the same reason as you don't. Just not well, enough guess, time in the game this week. Guess what? You have I've it. got Geeky's bug of the week. Okay. <laughs> um, twice now. I have gone to Port Tressler in my Carrick, logged out of the game. I landed successfully, logged back in. I am in my captain's bed of my mm. Carrick in a hangar in Port Tressler, mm. which wow. is weird. Twice now. Yeah, um, you, it cleared you know when I went to Microtech. Yes. So you know something? I do have a very tiny bug, but they may have to do something with what you just said. So, and, and this has been happening only as of last week. You, I wake up at the station, I get out of bed, walk out of the door, walk down the stairs, and end up in a bed right away. And it happens oh. almost, uh, almost every time, like every time I was on last week. I've you know? had it. I've had it happen to me, but it won't. I won't get that far. I'll get out of the bed and then just get pulled right back in. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens to me with the rock. Yeah, so that's 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 interesting. And, and sometimes it, the rock kicks me out. Yeah, and you know now I know with, uh, about your complaint. I remember you used to complain about the elevators and the carrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I during the free free flight, I got to use the carrick quite a bit. Now I know exactly what you mean. What an annoying bug. And it's sporadic, those elevators. And there's no like, way of predicting it. Yeah, yeah, you don't know which one. And then for me, it's even worse because I don't know the ship. And the only way around it is to find that, that ladder, right, that takes you up to the flight deck. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it only goes between the tech right now because it's supposed to stop at three stops. Um, but one of them, because of the way you attach to ladders currently, um, doesn't allow you to kind of get, get off, off the midway. Middle. Right, right, right. Yep. Which I have a funny feeling is similar to all the other things. Like if you look at it, the bug where you're having a hard time, like actually getting your ship off the ground is because the game hasn't decided to, when you land, the reason why your ship doesn't just blow away automatically when there's weather is because the game decides your landing gears on the ground and it almost like binds it to the ground. Mm-hmm. 
And when you're trying to fly up, it's a bug where it doesn't debind it anymore. And similarly, I think getting out of your seat, you hit Y, you're getting out, but it still thinks you're bound. Right. So I think the bugs like that are all tied together with some sort of strange stickiness. Um, so hopefully yeah. we'll see that kind of stuff change. And the elevator panels, who knows what that problem is. Um, anyway, so that, that was sort of a weird bug eye experience. Um, but let's go get to the questions, right? We got two questions this week. They're from some familiar faces. Um, first, both of them came through Discord. First comes um, from uh, Brillo Cubis, who asked one last week as well. And this one's kind of a triple-barreled question. Hmm. So I'll ask them in... I'll ask them all together because they kind of relate to one another. He asks, do you know if the Star Runner will have a stealth rating? Also, will there be any ships with a cargo capacity... I think he means any meaningful cargo capacity um, that will have a stealth rating. And mm-hmm. last but not least, will there be an ability later in game as a customization option to add stealth to a ship? All right. So the second one is kind of a oxymoron. Like, I don't know. Is, is that even possible? So my understanding is I, I actually don't know how stealthy the Star Runner will be. My understanding of the Star Runner is is two things. One, it's it's described as a blockade runner, which means it's too fast to catch. Not that you're not going to know it's there. So maybe it will be low on the register so that by the time you know it's there, it's already gone. Um, but I don't know because like there's we don't really have a good sense of stealth rating right now. It's kind of not very well baked yet. Um, the other thing is it does have a sort of, sort of like Firefly style hidden compartment where I think it's supposed to be shielded. So that mm-hmm. kind of contributes to resistance to scanning. I don't know if you would consider that technically stealth or not. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it- then I think, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just, again, I'm just thinking logically because you know the mechanics and the physics a lot better than me. But logically to me, and especially like the second uh, part of the question is uh, with any meaning, uh, stealth with any meaningful cargo capacity. Meaningful, I'm assuming talking about like a Caterpillar plus size. Well, it, with with the, uh, the, the, the human physics and, and our engines and our shields, I don't think that's possible. Maybe it's possible with some alien technology. Yeah, that's the only way I see. It. So I don't know if he means that large of a ship, um, because I do think he may mean even like say a Cutlass Black. Oh well, yeah, you know, yeah. Right that, now, yeah. And the reason I say this is because right now we do have some stealth, quote unquote, stealth ships in the game, but they're all fighters. Correct. Right. But yeah, when I when when he meant I. When somebody's saying some meaningful cargo capacity, I'm thinking huge. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think anything that will have a cargo grid is really what he means. Um, but I think more than like an Aurora, in other words, like will there be a medium or higher ship or something like that? Um, I don't know if there's any there. There hasn't been anything that I know of that's been announced right now with stealth rating. But stealth also comes down to components, right? You can select components for stealth. 
you can also run your components based on stealth. If you're not running weapons and you're running low burn, quote unquote, on on your ship, you might be able to sneak past radar. Yeah, right? so that, that's what I'm thinking. Of... A boost, of, a really boosted power plant, and really low, low consumption, everything else, right? To go yeah. stealth, you know, that's kind of yeah, because it's going to eat up all your power. But you can probably, you're right, like capacity of a cutlass, you could probably go stealthy. Again, just me talking purely from logical, not nothing else. So. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I think that'll be it. And obviously that also requires changes to scanning. So that will be a thing. Um, next and final question comes from our friend from Greece, who I'm going to butcher his name again. I'm so sorry. Georgie. We call him George. Yeah, yeah Georgie. Exactly. Um, Par Parmpa Georgius. Whatever. Georgie. Um, and he asked, what's your biggest discovery in game? Hmm. That's interesting. So what is it, Chekhov? That's cool. I, I, I got to, if you know the top of your head, go ahead. For, I got to think about this one. Oh, yes. Well, since I wrote the, you know, since I gathered those questions, I did think about mine. And it, and he, he did give it a for example, but um, I, I thought it would be easy just to respond. Uh, during, I think it was 3.8, Netsmage and I found, uh, and I think I mentioned this even in the podcast, but we found, I think it was like 10 or 12 rocks, all with at least... 15 to 20% quantanium. Mm -hmm. um, so in theory, we had millions of credits in quantanium right in front of us. Um, and once we started breaking the rocks, we 30 K. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that was on Clio, by the way. Um, so who knows? Who knows if you could still find that uh, type of. Uh, um, Hopefully that will come back. Those kinds of things. Yeah, to to me, it's it's not it's a, it's actually really nothing material, because again, when you say what, what again, how did you how did he phrase the question? What was your greatest discovery? The greatest, right? To me, the greatest discovery in this game, yeah, the most subtle things, like you know, the things that really fascinate me, the level of details <laughs> they put in, right? Why is that dent? You know, there on. I knew bottom, you were going to talk about the dents. Right? Where you have to zoom in and nobody really cares if it's there or not. Or why do we have rust in the middle of a hangar? The only time you notice if you happen to plant, you know, face plant and get up and you can't move because otherwise you're just passing by. You know, I mean, things like that in this game, like you, that you will never really stop and look at, but yet they're there and the level of detail they put in. That's kind of what. Check off. It's called. Immersion. Yes. It is, it is the immersion. That's the that's the answer. Immersion. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. This is going like the this is immersion times X because you really don't you you will immerse me even if that thing was not there. You know. That's like but, the third level of Inception yeah, immersion. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we could have it's an immersion. Yeah. The uh, what was that movie? The the one with the. Um, yeah, it was called Inception, isn't it? 
The one where they went three deep when they went to sleep or something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it for questions. If you do want to submit a question, you can do so a number of ways. You can actually email us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You can go to our Anchor landing page, which is simply anchor.fm slash readcast, um, and submit a voice question. Um, so it sounds like a voicemail. We'll play it on air. You can hear it. Or uh, you could go to Readcast Discord um, and uh, submit them there. No one has really gone to Readcast Discord yet, but uh, you know, happy to entertain you with our many ramblings on the site if you're interested. Uh, so with that, I think that wraps up our uh, our podcast for this week. We didn't choose a guest because we were anxious to get yeah. to the debates so everybody go out and vote uh no matter what your party affiliation is you know exercise your right as a free american if you're in america if you're globally sorry vote when you can as well i don't know when your elections are because i'm ignorant like that um but uh yeah if if you are looking for an org or looking to find sort of that level of uh compatriotism within the game uh, Reed's a good option if you're looking to play um, a non-piracy life, someone who isn't going to grief other players and is going to play respectfully. Reed might be the organization for you. It stands for um, Research and Engineering Through Exploration and Discovery. Take a look at our um, RSI site, um, request to join, and you'll be greeted by a number of really eager-to-please people. So... Uh, take a look. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us on this journey tonight, and we'll catch you in the verse later. <laughs>